Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thanks for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived, there are links to our Facebook page, places where you can link to our podcasts, such as Stitcher, Amazon Music Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, and more. October is behind us, and November is upon us. We're definitely right in the middle of fall now. From the moment we are born, we try to communicate with others, and others with us. Your mom might say, I love you, when you're a baby, and you reply by crying. You get a little older, and you want her attention, and you grab her nose and scratch her, and she cries and tells you no. Later, you might learn a simple task like tying your shoes, and everybody's so proud of you, and they communicate with you how proud they are of you and how you're growing up and you're such a big boy. A little disclaimer right now, right here, right now. As I do this, I may not include you. I'm just doing it by my observations and my experiences as we learn about communication. I know I'll leave a bunch of stuff out, and I may include something that you scratch your head and wonder why, and that's quite okay. Don't ask me why, because I don't really know. Your parents tell you to look in their eyes when they're speaking to you. When you meet somebody, you're instructed to say, how do you do, and look them in the eyes. Looking in somebody's eyes is very, very important. It is one of the basic ways to communicate with somebody. But you don't know that back then. You just know mom or dad has told you you have to do it. When the telephone rings, you don't answer it with, yeah, or who's this? You learn how to answer the phone correctly by saying hello, maybe even saying your name's residence, who knows, whatever your parents say that you should do. As you get older, you learn how to make a call, and when you call grandma or one of your friends, you should always identify yourself so that person on the other end of the line can freely smile and communicate back with you by asking how you are doing etc etc you learn how to write and that leads to learning how to write a letter and how to address the envelope and put a stamp on it and put your return address and how to send the letter when you go to school you have to learn how to listen to the teacher because that teacher is trying to communicate with you about the subject you're in their class for if we don't have a communication on either end of that you'll grow up being dumb as a post you also have to listen to your teacher because sure as the dickens, there will be a question thrown at you that you have to reply in the form of an answer. You learn how talking to an adult is different than talking to a kid and how talking to girls is different than talking to boys. Maybe you learn how to send a telegram. Now you're all looking at me. Maybe if you're younger, you don't even know what a telegram is. But AT&T, if you have an AT&T phone, that first started as American Telephone and Telegraph. I even received a telegraph once. I've never sent one. By the time I was old enough, telephones and whatever was so handy that telegraphs were going away. But the telegram I received, I remember it very clearly. Some guy came to my door and knocked on my door and I answered and he gave it to me. I was not expecting it. I opened it up because I'd always heard only bad news comes in the form of a telegram. And it informed me that I had been approved to go to broadcasting school. 
My applications had been accepted. Now, I never went because my dad and I had some kind of a deal, and this is a great form of miscommunication because he thought we had a deal, and I never remember agreeing to this deal, that I would cut my hair for him to fund it. I was not ambitious enough to fund it myself. So bye-bye, broadcasting school. When you meet somebody, besides looking them in the eye, saying, pleased to meet you, or how do you do, or it's a pleasure, or any of that, you also need to give them a good firm handshake. Not too hard, but definitely not a wet, limp fish either. How about your body language? That is definitely a form of communication. I learned early on if you're going to ask a girl to go out to the picture show with you, you stand with your shoulders back, you look them in the eye and you smile, you act all friendly and like you're really looking forward to maybe her saying yes and even if she says no, you still have that smile on your face and a twinkle in your eye. Because if you go up to her with your hands in your pocket, looking at your shoes, kind of kicking a rock as you're standing there going, um, uh, mm, I don't suppose you probably wouldn't want, golly gee whiz, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I, I think maybe my friend told me I should ask you to the show and I understand if you say no I, I do chances are unless she's terribly in love with you or she has so much compassion that she takes pity upon you you will not get a date with that young lady period so you don't want to be cocky but you do want to be confident how about talking to someone on social media now I'm going to kind of jump around the place go back and forth and here and there and there's a reason for that so I was thinking this stuff up it would come to me, well, one of them came to me in my sleep. I got up and I pattered out to my office, sat down and wrote it down. So they're all over the place. And there's no rhyme or reason to the order of this, but that's okay. How do you talk to someone on social media? Oh, you mean lying and fighting with them? Putting them down and calling them names? Getting thrown in Facebook jail and all that stuff? Or being nice and polite, liking their stuff and giving them an encouraging word? I think you catch more flies with honey than you ever would with vinegar. Unless they're fruit flies, they like that apple cider vinegar. But you know what I mean? Being nice, being sweet, being kind is always the best way to go if you want someone to be that way back to you. So it doesn't matter if it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or one of the many, many other avenues of social media there is. If you're a jerk, expect jerkish reactions. If you're a nice guy, you still might get some jerk-filled reactions, but that's okay. You can only be responsible for what you say and what you do and try to help each other along the way. How about on chat? Back years ago, there were chat rooms. I don't know if there still are. My whole experience with chat is if I have a problem with a piece of equipment or piece of electronics I've purchased or something like that, chatting with customer service, I find that that's much easier for me than talking on the phone because of my hearing issues. I can chat away real good. The only downside of it is if the person is totally unhelpful or whatever on their end, it's kind of hard to tell them you want to speak to their manager kind of hard to raise your voice at them. I guess you can type back in all caps, and I have done that with a couple exclamation marks afterwards, but it usually never gets me anywhere. How about text? Now, text and email and instant messenger, 
Right here, I have to say that because of my experiences with these three forms of communication is how I came to do this episode today about communication. You see, for the longest time, if I would text you, I'd say, Dear Joe, comma, how are you today, etc., etc., and I'd end it with your friend or sincerely or best regards, comma, Jim. Same way with instant messenger or direct messenger. I would do the same thing. My wife caught me doing this one day and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm sending Joe a message. And she kind of actually laughed at me and I didn't understand. And then she explained to me that you just get your message real fast. They know who's writing you and they know who they are. And this is not a business letter. Then she laughed at me again and I laughed with her. And so when I do a text or something, I do my very best to keep the formalities out of it. But I'm still not going to put the letter U for Y-O-U or the letter R for A-R-E. And I'm going to capitalize my I. And I don't care. Call me old-fashioned. Actually, I think I'm pretty cool. Emails. Now, I can get away with the letter format in an email. And that's good because that's my comfort zone. I guess I had to write so many business letters and all that stuff earlier in my life that it's just pretty easy for me to do that, and it's a natural thing. So if I ever text you and I do it in letter form, just laugh at me and go on and answer me. Just remember to none of those U's, R's, and little I's. How about sending a thank you note or a sympathy card? Now, both of those are being replaced with saying you're sorry on Facebook or thank you on Facebook or shooting them a text saying, thanks for last night, I had a blast, all that stuff. And thank yous are okay, but I still think that sympathy cards should be in the form of a nice card sent in the mail. Just my opinion. What about video chat or video phone? Two years ago when the world was on major lockdown, I had a birthday and my wife arranged for me three little video birthday parties, three different sets of people. I think there were eight of us in each chat room or video room or whatever. That was fun. I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a very long time and it really blessed my heart. That was pretty cool for, for arranging all that and doing that. Better than any present she could have bought me, you know, a tie or a shirt or underwear. I'd rather have a video birthday party any day. How do you talk to a stranger? One of my worst things in the world is going to a party, and this is even before my hearing challenge happened in my life. Going to a party with a room full of people you don't know. My wife's a natural at it, and I've asked her, how do you do that? Go from person to person, look them in the eyes, laugh and share, and make a friend for life right there and there, while I'm standing back over there by the food, maybe latched on to somebody I do know. And she informed me, it's easy, Jim. All you do is you just act interested in them and ask them questions about what they do and their life. People are always happy to talk about themselves. I looked right at her and I said, why would you like to do that? And she looked back at me and she said, don't be so selfish. How about this one for communication? Smoke signals. Remember the old Western TV shows and the Indians up on the bluff there? There'd be puffs of smoke going up. What about drums beating? Sending messages through the jungle by drum. Bum, bum, bum. Here's another one form of communication. Carrier pigeon. I believe there are people that still do this. 
have some pigeons up on their roof, maybe an upper deck or something, in cages. They'll send them out, put a little note in a small tube that's attached to one of their feet, and off they go. Maybe a week later they come back with an answer from wherever they were going. I have no idea how those birds knew what they were doing. I guess they were very popular during wartime back in the day before our information age happened and there's so many forms of communication anymore. How do you treat a girl when you're out on a date? When you run across your buddies, do you kind of forget all about the girl and start wrestling with your buddies and joking and talking about other girls? Or do you show her that she's the most important thing in your life right at that moment in time? And you treat her with respect and you act like you're interested in her life and you open the door for her and you walk her to the door when your evening's finished and you're taking her home. How do you treat your wife? I want to leave a little bit of empty space there so you can reflect. Your wife or your husband should be the most important thing in your life. That and Jesus. Your kids are down the ladder a couple notches, but they're still important. But your wife, you're bound to her spiritually for all time. Show her you love her and treat her like you mean it. Listen to her and try to remember what she tells you. Don't take your anger out on her and let her love you. I think you'll be glad you did. What about in traffic? How do you communicate with those people stuck with you in traffic or barreling down the road? I think mankind is doing a pretty poor job of that, but probably not really. There's always one out there somewhere that you're going to see on the news. But most people will let you in when your lanes changes, won't ride you on your bumper. They're courteous drivers altogether or we would not have traffic flow as good as it does. What about if you live in a small town? Well, you wave to everybody. I don't care if you know them or not. Little town I was raised in, north central Colorado. You drive down Main Street, you might as well have one finger, your index finger, just up there, waving to everybody you meet. Same thing happens to me around here. I live outside a little town, a little bit bigger than the town I was raised in. Live on a dirt road, and definitely you wave to everybody on that road. You might meet one or two on the three miles to town. How about communicating with people who stand in line at a retail store? Maybe stand in line at Christmas. You can be one of those that are aggressive and knock everyone out of the way. Or you can be courteous with a smile on your face. Look them in the eye and nod a little. Maybe say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays if that's where you're at. Now I know. Don't end a sentence with a preposition. I know that. Sometimes it's just not right. You got to finish that sentence off. I've spoken of this before. I don't have any problem with that when I write something, but I definitely do it when I'm talking, and daggone, I'm proud of it, too. If you want to call me a hillbilly, that's okay. I lived in hills before. My name's not Billy, though. Don't even, even go there with Billy. Although Billy's a good name. How about communicating with your children or your grandchildren? Do you show them that they're a very important person in your life? Or do they just get the idea that they're in the way? Every question they ask is not important and might be stupid. Or do you take time to listen to them? You know as well as I that there is no stupid question. No question at all stupid. Treat those little people with dignity and show their worth to them. Because before you know it, they will have grown and gone away. Install in them a good thing that they can pass on to their children. How about your children's or your grandchildren's friends? 
Are they just in the way and there at the wrong time and hanging out, eating your food? Or they're an important part of your child's life, and so they should be an important part of your life. Take a minute to talk to them, kind of get to know them. That might be a good idea anyway. Communication's everything. That's what we're talking about today. How about hugging? Great form of communication. My favorite, I do believe, form of communication. Just to hug somebody. I've always, no matter how much I like kissing my wife, I've always cherished hugging her. Touching. Now there's inappropriate touching, I understand that. But if you're a living creature, to be touched by another living creature in a friendly and loving way, in a non-threatening way, is important. How about your gestures? Your body language says so much in communication. No, I'm not saying gesture with your hand and your finger, you know. Although that is a form of communication and you know exactly where you stand if someone does that to you. But what I mean is your body language. And if you wave to somebody, maybe blow them a kiss. That your whole countenance is open and friendly. How about drawing? How many little kids have come and brought you a picture they drew for you? You kind of just throw it over there, next thing you know it's in the trash, or do you pin it right up there on the refrigerator door till everybody comes in? Susie drew that for me. Isn't that a good drawing? What is it? It's me. Listening. Listening may be a more important form of communication than talking. Show someone else the respect they deserve by listening to what they have to say. Don't just sit there thinking of the next thing you're going to say. If you listen to them, next thing you say will come more naturally and not be forced. Braille. If you're blind, you know what I mean. Same way with sign language. If you're deaf, that's why I think podcasts are important for blind people. And closed captioning, like we have on our YouTube channel, is important for deaf people. It helps include them and lets them be part of what everybody else is doing instead of being excluded. Our pictures are very important. These phones, they're great. You can take a picture of something, text it to a, your child or your friend. My daughter's building a house right now, and she texts the progress of that house, and we kind of feel part of experiencing the construction of it, of their home. How about stories? Telling a story. I just watched an episode of The Wonder Years, the old one, not that new one. The old one. Although I have watched the new one, and it's different, and yet it's kind of the same where Kevin, Grandpa, took him on one final car ride back to his home and stopped at every little gas station and restaurant and scenic overlook on the way. And he tried telling Kevin, his grandson, about experiences he and his wife had had over the years. His wife was long dead by then. And of course, Kevin was just wanting to, why are we stopping at all these places? He's a 16-year-old kid, and he just wants to get on with the trip and get Gramps home. And then they get home and Grandpa gave him that car. He's getting too old to drive. And all of a sudden, Kevin realized there's more to Gramps than what he was thinking. The stories of your life, feel free to tell them to your grandchildren and your children and even their friends. It doesn't matter. They think that old geezer has lost his mind. Why is he going on and on and on? What you're trying to do is pass some history down to those you love. And if they can get a portion of that down in them, then you've done your job. It's my motivating factor of doing this podcast. It's what keeps me going. It sure can't be the money. 
Always remember to be kind. It's the very best way to be, guaranteed. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.